Could family genetics be a reason that no matter what we try, we still can't lose the fat and inches from our problem areas? To learn more, we spoke to Dr. Brian Strand from Sonobello. While some people can eat everything and stay thin, others diet and exercise daily and still pack on fat and inches to their problem areas. It's not your fault. It can be genetics. If you struggle to lose the fat from your tummy, love handles, thighs, and back, you're likely battling your family genetics. The good news is we have an answer. Sonobello uses a remarkable technique called microlaser fat removal. In one comfortable visit, the fat in your hardest places to lose is gone permanently. Stop wrestling with your family genes and lose the fat permanently. And right now, you can save $250. The results are life-changing. Do this for you. Don't wait. Visit sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Dialogue with Divinity. This is your host, Johanna Carroll, and you are listening to the X-Zone Broadcast Network. Dialogue with Divinity was created nine years ago to bring you the wisdom keepers of our time, to help you really understand life at a more profound level and improve your day. I have really been looking forward to our guest today because many years ago I had an interesting dream that I found myself inside my body walking around looking at my organs and my cells. And our guest, Dr. Sandra Barrett, is author of three books, Secrets of Your Cells, Ultimate Immunity, and Wine's Hidden Beauty. She received her degree in biochemistry from the University of Illinois, followed by a postdoctoral training in immunology and hematology at the University of California Medical School. The thing that intrigues me the most about Dr. Barrett, who I'm going to call Sandra today, her turning point, her turning point from thinking as a hardcore scientist to a hardcore was spending time with children whose lives were threatened by cancer. She began traveling three worlds, her cancer research lab, the pediatric oncology clinic, and apprenticing to a shaman. That, I think, is fabulous. Over the decades, she has integrated science with healing traditions based on body, mind, and energy practices, expressive arts, and spirituality. Her deep interest, which we're going to learn a lot about today in understanding our bodies at the cellular level, led her on a journey of her own self-discovery, which she's chronicled in her book, The Secrets of Your Cells, as a means to guide others to the understanding that our cells really are the containers of life and they are sacred. This best-selling book, by the way, is now available in seven languages. So without further ado, Sandra, thank you so much for taking the time to join us today on Dialogue with Divinity. Well, thank you so much for having me. You know, I, I, I really had this dream and I thought, you know, this is really interesting because for 30 years I've been teaching metaphysics, and I always coined this phrase, you know, cellular soul memory. And I always felt that in all those little particles of DNA, there was this brilliant divine intelligence. And yet, I know the world of science for a long time, they want empirical proof. So I really do feel the age that we're in right now, which you really do talk about a lot, is the fact that science and spirituality really has a pretty good marriage going on right now. (laughs) Would you agree to that? Well, they're trying to come together. I I think it's more courtship at this point because (laughs) basically science and spirituality speak different languages. I mean, they're both looking at life. And, you know, I took the maybe the more metaphysical perspective to bring them together because I really, you know, we are sacred beings and how can we see ourselves as that? So, you know, I took my science and interpreted it from, 
you know, a more spiritual perspective, which felt more right for me. So you've actually combined the two languages on some level in your book, right? Absolutely. Had to, you know, I had to, because, you know, when you look through one window, you're only seeing one perspective or one story. And how do you, how do you expand that when your own belief, you're talking about your own beliefs uh, that weren't scientific, they were metaphysical. So how, you know, it's like, as we age, we often open up to more of the mystical, metaphysical. How do you bring them together? You know, that's what I was attempting to do. I didn't trust my metaphysical um, intuitions at all. Um, but I would say more so now, since my cells have been begun to talk to me. Well, that's good. You opened up, obviously, a very large door. So your book's in seven languages. What kind yes. of feedback, I'm sure you've gotten lots of feedback, what have you been getting about your book? What are people saying? Well, the, the core kind of feedback was people were, from reading the book, were actually seeing that everything that they had believed or intuited or suspected was true because I gave the scientific information. It validated what they already suspected. And uh, what I was also getting was, Finally, someone has taken science into a broader perspective. So both the, as well as, oh, you've offered me some practical ways to get into this universe of cells and the sacred. So it's been fascinating for me. You know, sometimes after you write a book, you're not so sure. That's true. (laughs) Yeah, that anybody gets it. But I was seeing that, well, they get it more than I do sometimes. You know, I I really think on an individual level, even in the world of science, and us as individuals, we do need proof. I know even for myself with a lot of my clients, with a lot of the information that's coming through, they they sometimes shocked, you know, when they'll call and say, it really happened or something like that. So I think that there's this innate thing within us as human beings that we really need proof. Why do you think this was so important to you before we go to break? Why did you really need to write this book? Oh, wow. Uh, well, because I, I knew I had a very unique perspective. Mm-hmm. And having worked with, with children and adults with cancer, I wanted to see could I bring something forward that made a difference in someone's lives. One of the reasons I really had to do it is the research I was doing um, way back when didn't seem to make a difference in anybody's health. We're going to hold that thought. We'll be right yeah. back. Take a short break. Hi everyone, Rob McConnell here, and I wanted to spend a moment on internet streaming. Everybody has heard about internet streaming, but not many know much about it. Did you know the internet streams just about everything? Movies. From new releases to old classics almost every show, every episode, and much more. But the question has always been, how do you do it? Well now, thanks to the folks at 123 Ready TV, I have the answer for you. They have developed a simple program app, 123 Ready TV, that you install on your Windows PC, Android smartphone, or Android tablet that can have you streaming like a pro in less than five minutes. You truly won't believe how much is available or how easy it is to do until you try. And for a one-time cost of only $19.99, this product is a real winner. To learn more about 123 Ready TV, visit our website at www.xzbn.net. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net.
How would you like to be able to read other people's minds? Well, the next best thing is here. When you know how to read a person's name, you know how the person thinks, feels, and behaves. Each letter in our name holds a key to unlock our true essence. Our name contains both our gifts and challenges in this lifetime. Nemology science discovers personality secrets hidden in the placement of the letters of our names, including the first and last impression people remember about us. Sharon shows us how to interpret the arrangement of letters as outlined in her book, Know the Name, Know the Person. Sharon Lynn Wyeth created Nemology Science after 18 years of research and testing her theories and has supported thousands of people around the world in understanding themselves and others better. You'll enjoy Sharon's unique teachings as she shares her system to learn the gifts behind your given birth name. Even if you don't like your birth name, there are jewels in this book. If you're thinking of changing your name, ready to name your child, or wanting to get along better with others, this is the book for you. If you'd like to improve your relationships and change your life for the better, get the book today. Know the name, know the person. Or visit www.knowthename.com. That's www.knowthename.com. Take a step back in time and discover old Florida cuisine at Marsh Landing Restaurant in Felsmere, Florida. Enjoy delicacies such as frog legs, gator tail, catfish, and swamp cabbage, or enjoy the more traditional cuisine such as hand-cut Angus steaks, ribs, and seafood. Join us for breakfast with a Southern Flair featuring sweet potato pancakes, biscuits and gravy, and much more. Planning a party? Marsh Landing's private dining rooms can accommodate groups from 8 to 80 people. While you visit, enjoy the historic pictures, artifacts, and stories that line the walls. Marsh Landing is truly a unique experience. Marsh Landing Restaurant, 44 North Broadway in historic downtown Felsmere. Or visit marshlandingrestaurant.com. Marsh Landing, Old Florida cuisine at its best. Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to Dialogue with Divinity. This is your host, Johanna Carroll, and we have a very special guest today, Dr. Sandra Baird, who is the author of The Secrets of Yourselves, which is what we're speaking about. And before we went to break, we were really speaking, Sandra, about what inspired you to to write it. So, you know, cancer is such a a huge subject in the world right now. And um, when you had the experience with the children, that must have been very touching for you. And I know that part of that did inspire the discovery of this information and the sharing of your book, correct? Absolutely. I mean, what it did was force me to look at issues that I couldn't explore in a laboratory. I mean, everything I had done in a laboratory, I had great research research results and got funded for the work I was doing but mm-hmm. it didn't make a difference to a child's life. And so what I was sharing with the kids, you know, I'd go up to the clinic or I would go to the hospital. I was sharing things. This is the seventies. I was sharing things that had no scientific proof, you know, draw what you feel. Do you want to see the, what your cells look like? Normal cells, cancer cells, um, bringing them, strategies that I was learning from my own emotional healing. I mean, you know, it was like, what do I, what do I know? I'm not a therapist. Uh, I'm not a minister, but I was hanging out with these kids. I'm trying to bring them some solace in their life. Um, And, you know, one of the things I gave them was slideshows, the old kind of slide protector shows, slideshows in the clinic. I would bring up my slide projector every Tuesday afternoon to pediatric oncology and show the children photographs I had taken through the microscope of normal cells and um, not-so-normal cells, cancer cells, of molecules, vitamins, minerals. I don't even know that I named I showed the ki- what I was showing the kids, um, but I saw that it created, you know, they're waiting for their chemotherapy and it created some kind of peace inside them. So I was... I think early on interpreting that there's something in this micro universe that connects with people at levels that I can't understand. So I better explore more. 
So I think the children, you know, they're naturally very aware and sensitive. I, you know, obviously through through life itself, sometimes they get desensitized. And yet when they're in a healing modality or a health crisis modality, um, maybe they become more sensitive. Do you think that's true? I think they, excuse me, I'm going to just swallow something. It's going down the wrong way. That's okay. (laughs) I think they're absolutely more sensitive. They're wise. I mean, people used to say to me, how could you do this? You know, it's got to be painful, you know, working with these children and their parents, usually their moms. Like, well, but they were my teachers. I would never have Mm -hmm. written this book. I would never have gotten to the place spiritually had I not been going to my uncomfortable edge of what can I bring them that's going to make a difference. And the other place that really pushed me was I got very close with one of the children and his sister. They would spend time with me and my kids. And when it looked like he was ready to die, I mean, he's five years old. um, I didn't know how to deal with that. Nobody in my family had died at that point. So I contacted a man who was a clinical psychologist who would on occasion come to the hospital and work with a few of us that were doing what I'd call weird things, a puppet therapist, an art therapist, and sure. me. And, and you know, I called them up. I said, Tom, I don't know how to deal with this you know, impending death of this child. First, he said, you don't deal, you feel, which is mm. why I was calling him. I didn't want to. Mm-hmm. And when I went to his office... I see all these, you know, yarn paintings. He's sitting on the floor, burning sage. Uh, He's got drums all around the room. It's like, this is not what I expected a clinical psychologist's office to look like. I'm sure. Not at all. And he was a shaman. Um, And so I started studying with him to, to learn how to trust more what we started talking about in the beginning, that inner way of knowing, the other way of knowing life, that's not just the measurements and the proofs. That definitely opened me to all that became secrets of your cells many years later. So when you say that our cells teach us about life and healing, can you give us some practical examples for people that are listening? What do we really learn from ourselves? Well, one one of the first things I really learned from ourselves, I'm driving down, I live in Northern California, and I'm driving past beautiful vineyards, and my mind is in this perpetual chatter of worry about money and worry about a boyfriend, and all of a sudden, was this light bulb goes on, it's like, wow, wait a minute, you love driving by vineyards, Get in them now. Stop letting your brain and mind run the show. And until that moment, I never reali- really got it. You know, it's like Ram Dass and Eckhart Tolle talk about be here now. And mm-hmm. for me, those were uh, really abstract concepts or intellectual concepts. I never got it until that day I was driving and realizing what my mind is going through, whether it's worry, fear, anxiety, it's changing the chemistry of my body, and so it's changing the health of my cells. My cells are always in the now, and the only thing that takes them out of that space is what chemical pharmacy I'm sending to them. And mm. it, it made you know it made me really aware that take them out, uh, you know, take yourself out of this worry, at least for the moment, find ways to change your brain, change your mind into what do my cells need now? What do I need now? Is worry, anxiety, fear about next week or last week feeding me or nourishing me? Not at all. So how do I get out of, you know, being somewhere else? And so there were, you know, what I started exploring were, what are the many practices that we can do to to let go of holding on to the past or looking to the uh, future? You know, for me, sometimes it's just get in the now. You know, I could sit at my computer for you know, 14 hours and 
all of a sudden, like, get in the now. What do your cells need? They need to move. They need to get outside. Yeah, but my mind goes, yeah, but it's just five more minutes. Like, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, 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 now. Yeah. Now, 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 now. Yeah, exactly. I know so, for a lot you know, of my my clients that call me, and, you know, people are in a worry. I mean, the energy in the world right now is so, it's rather interesting, my favorite word. Mm-hmm. And I just feel that um, because a lot of people – you know, they've read all these books and everything, but they don't really don't know how to drop down into that present moment. So right. for those of you that are listening, and this is probably something that you would agree with, the first thing that I'll do is, you know, are you near a window? Get up, look mm-hmm. outside, look, you know, look at the trees. Mm-hmm. Look at the, you know, I don't care if there's right. snow on the ground. Connect with nature. That's the number one thing. Right. For my clients that are in New York City in a high rise, I'll say, do you have a plant in your apartment? Yes. Okay, right. go find it. Take your right hand, mm-hmm. take your index finger, stick it in the dirt, close your eyes, start moving that finger around, mm-hmm. connect to Gaia, connect to Mother Earth, to connect to that vibration. And it's like almost, you know, I really do feel a little bit better. And so, you know, that's mm-hmm. an instant thing. The other thing that I found is, um, particularly when I was teaching my retreats that I would do around the world, we would do group meditations, but we always would do uh, an active meditation. So we would do some dancing and then we do a laughter meditation, which people were, thought it was completely nuts, but everybody, and I know that it had to affect the biochemistry of the brain and the rest of the cells because everybody felt lighter and happier. So yeah, I, I agree. You know, we do put off, well, you know, five more minutes on the computer, like you said. So for the people that are listening, um, you are using the intelligence of your souls, your cells. You say you're not a healer, but obviously you are. I mean, you are. You, you, if you've written this book and you're on this show, you are definitely one of the wisdom keepers and healers of our time. So the book explores the courtship. As you said, it's, a, it's not a marriage yet. It's a courtship between science and spirituality. And it discovers how the cells actually are a guide. So how do we actually have that conversation? I mean, you know, I've suggested that we connect with nature and Mother Gaia. You connected with, you know, the beautiful vineyards and the things that you were looking at. But how can an individual, what are some other examples in the moment? How can they really get the conversation going? They make the connection, but now there has to be a conversation. Would that be correct? Absolutely. Uh, And sometimes we think that's supposed to happen in words. Mm. And immediately, I used to always think that if I don't hear something speaking to me, it's not happening. And one of the ways I lead people to having the conversation comes from, you know, a meditation that brings them into their body. And I use, I mean, I think one of the most powerful healing technologies we can use, if you were using dance and music, is music and sound. Because... uh, Basically, when you begin to understand the structure of our cells, the underlying structure of our cells, they're string instruments, <laughs> believe it or not. Yeah. So everything, so what connects the outside of the cell to the inside of the cell is something called the cytoskeleton, which is basically strings. And what do we know about strings? Strings vibrate. Strings Vibrations. resonate with, sure. yeah, with one another. And once I learned about this, uh, structure, which was fairly new. I didn't learn that as a student at all. I learned it in the 90, 90, 1998. It's like, wow, once I learned about the strings, this is finally a place in our cellular anatomy that can explain how sound and chanting and even movement um, energy could affect us at a cellular level. It, it gave me a place. You know, it gave me a, a reality. And so I see, you know, when you ask for something practical, it's like turn on music, mm-hmm. <laughs> turn on music that mm-hmm. elevates your spirit. Really important. Well, and your metaphys- cells metaphysically, like it. also, we say that sound is the first law of creation. I mean, not coming from a biblical standpoint, but the first line in the Bible in the book of Genesis is let there be light. So that sound, that vibration let there be intelligence so also you know we talk a lot about um the harmonics um the oversoul the quantum field all of that so that's really fascinating i never really knew that 
cells actually have that string uh, component to them. So before we go to break, we want to talk about if we can have the conversation, can we give direction to the cells? In other words, I guess it's can we ask and you shall receive. Can we have that conversation if we want something significant to happen in our lives? We can, if you can answer that quickly before we take a quick break. Well, I think we can have the uh, conversation, you know, something that Angie Arian would say, just don't be attached to the outcome. Mm-hmm. We do whatever empowers us, that makes us feel that we're in control, that we can manage the situation. Um, if we don't get the result we want, that doesn't mean we failed. It just means uh, that there's another plan for us. I mean, right. I, so we're going to take think, a quick break. We're going to hold okay. that thought. We will. We will be right back. Okay. Hi everyone, Rob McConnell here, and I wanted to spend a moment on internet streaming. Everybody has heard about internet streaming, but not many know much about it. Did you know the internet streams just about everything? Movies. From new releases to old classics. TV shows. Almost every show, every episode, and much more. But the question has always been, how do you do it? Well now, thanks to the folks at 123 Ready TV, I have the answer for you. They have developed a simple program app, 123 Ready TV, that you install on your Windows PC, Android smartphone, or Android tablet that can have you streaming like a pro in less than five minutes. You truly won't believe how much is available or how easy it is to do until you try. And for a one-time cost of only $19.99, this product is a real winner. To learn more about 123 Ready TV, visit our website at www.xzbn.net. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the X-Zone Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. True healing must address four levels, physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual, for us to live joyful and productive lives. We tend to treat three of the four, leaving the spiritual languishing. If you're tired of the same dysfunctional patterns cropping up in your life, soul balancing is for you. Trixie Phelps, owner and founder of Soul Balancing, is a naturally gifted energy healer trained in numerous esoteric forms, including shamanism. Trixie has created a powerful modality that safely and effectively clears your energetic field. A soul balancing session can remove interference, heal trauma, and restore your hope. Contact Trixie for a life-changing long-distance session today, www.soulbalancing.world.
There's a legend shared by many indigenous cultures of a time when the nations were cast to the four corners of the world. Each nation was given a body of sacred knowledge that held a different portion of the truth to preserve. True reality could not be known until all the nations reunited, combining the information. If a single one was missing, the world could not be reborn and darkness would prevail. The Science of Magic Radio is dedicated to reuniting the sacred knowledge. With the understanding, none of us has all the answers, but together we can open new perceptions and possibilities. Through our combined vision, the world can be reborn into a place where darkness no longer prevails. Join me, Gwilda Wiecka, and the Science of Magic daily on the Exxon Broadcast Network, xzbn.net, or visit us at thescienceofmagic.net. Welcome back, everyone. This is Johanna Carroll. You're listening to Dialogue with Divinity. And by the way, if you would like to know more about the Exxon Broadcast Network and see a list of our shows and hosts, you can go to xzbn.net. And for myself, you can find me at johannacarroll.com. And Dr. Barrett, where can people find you? What is your website? SandraBarrett.com. S-O-N-B-R-A-B-A-R-R-E-T-T. And they'll have a link to your books and all of that. I know everything's on Amazon.com as well as far as your books, right? Exactly. Yep. Yep. You know, when we were taking our quick little break, I had a thought there. So we know that we can have a conversation with the cells. I would imagine, though, everything is communicating something to ourselves. So what about the negative impact like alcohol, drugs, uh, excessive sugar, etc.? Are people aware of the fact, and I hope those of you that are listening, I would like you to really listen to this, that that is dialing down the conversation on some level? How are those things affecting the ability for the sound fibers to really hear or make that divine connection, as I would say? Well, I mean, if you look at it, are we overloading ourselves with something, Uh, sugar, alcohol, drugs, that changes the chemistry and you know, right now I'm learning a lot about brain and neuroplasticity, which is not in the current book. And so what is driving the brain for that addiction? How do we change that? I think it's a big job for us to be able to do that. Um, being, a, being aware, as you know, is the first step. Like, what am I doing too much of? Like last Monday, I decided, because a friend had brought over lots of sweets on Sunday. Oh, that boy. I was, <laughs> yeah. Which I, of course, indulged in. I decided I'm giving up sweets, which I have been off now since for a week. And yesterday I decided I'm giving up bread. I want to see if my body feels better. I mean, Mm -hmm. if we have, you know, runny nose or runny eyes or our gut isn't working the way we want it to or we think it should, you know, what kinds of things can we do that changes, you know, our well-being? And, And, you know, if you made a pie, what's... What fills the pie? Uh, a drawing of a pie. <laughs> what fills the pie? The segments of the pie for your well-being. What are we? What are we contributing? It. Am I? Is my diet contribute, contributing to my well-being? What about not exercising enough? That's a new habit I'm trying to bring into my life. Not. I'll say I do it, and I'm not going to do it. So it's like we have this continuous dialogue with ourselves. We may not be aware of it. I mean, a lot of people don't even think of themselves as being anything real to them. I mean, they're invisible, right? So Yeah, it's kind of like the the relationship with the universe. They, you know, it's like, here I am, there's the universe, and there's my body, but it's really one in the same experience. And the other thing that I think that I know for myself anyway, with the people that I'm working with, um, as far as habits, a lot of it is, and you mentioned it, worry, the, you know, your the emotional habits that we have. Um, some people are very invested in still living in the past and talking about everything crummy that ever happened to them. Exactly. And so you're kind of throwing a wet blanket over not just your spirit and yourselves, but yourself, you know, your experience of life. So I know that we are definitely on the same page as far as 
the healthy practices of um, exercise and food. And I wish I was a little bit better. I'm not really hard on myself, though. But I really, uh, I just celebrated a birthday and I ate a lot of sugar, a lot of sugar. And I went to play tennis, which I do on a regular basis. And I could, I could feel it. I could, and so I had a conversation mm. with the body that said, okay, one more day and then we're done with a processed sugar. So that's another thing that people that are listening really want you to pay attention to not just the food, but what, where's the food coming from? Is it processed? Is it healthy? Is it organic? That kind of thing. So we're talking about food and drugs and alcohol and emotion. Why is gratitude, talk about emotion, why is mm. gratitude such a meaningful and and it really, it's a very impactful practice, don't you think? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's because people can always reach that place. There's lots and lots of research on the benefits of, of gratitude, keeping a gratitude journal or expressing mm-hmm. it three times a day or to someone else. And my own experience around it was I, I, do, I teach a lot of visualization and relaxation practices and when I was doing, when I was starting to do this, basically decades ago, I would ask people to remember a time of when they felt loved or safe. And I learned from them that there were always people who could never do that. They never felt loved. And what I discovered from reading and everything else was gratitude was a place that people could always get to, even if they're making it up. You can feel grateful. Oh, wow, we had some rain today. How great is that? Mm-hmm. Or I uh, have a roof over my head. We can always find something to be grateful for. And that, you know, from my perspective, it brings our mind into a peaceful state and a resonant state that we can bring our, all of ourselves then are in. You know, when, once you are remembering that state of there was a time when you remembered being out in nature or being with yep. uh, your children or something that made you happy. Mm-hmm. You can really get all your cells vibrating in that state. And once you get that experience, you know that you can go back there. And is it the gratitude or the whole experience? It brings you into, oh, yeah, I can change from feeling grumpy and worried. Yeah, let else. me let me share a practice. It's very very much similar to what you're doing. Um, big issue for a lot of people: weight, their weight. So what mm-hmm. I have my clients do is I have them stand in front of a mirror, but I have them close their eyes, and I have them do some breathing, and then I say, "Okay, I want you to talk to your cells, and I want you." to ask your cells to take you back to a time where we, meaning you and the body, we remember when I was vibrant, when I was healthy, when I was lighter, not necessarily I weighed 105 pounds, when I was lighter, maybe lighter of worry, lighter of emotion, lighter from food, whatever, lighter. We remember, we remember, so that now they're not separate from the cells, they're not separate from the body, and, you know, go back to that time. And so, you know, we, we can get rid of, well, we can certainly create a healthy habit that we're having the conversation where we're lightening up lots of different things. And so for those of you that are listening, I think both Sandra and I are really going to encourage you to go have that conversation and if you want proof, remember, you're going to have to make it a habit. So you probably need to do it a couple of times a day, but do it for a month and see what happens at the end of the month. And by the way, before you do that, go out and buy her book, The Secrets of Your Cells, because you'll learn a lot, not just about yourselves, but about yourself. So you teach that cells tell you the truth. They tell you the truth. How can they we know listen? They know what they know what's they right know. or wrong. They know. Yeah, yeah exactly. So I interrupted your question. Um, so, I mean, the cells know when we're holding a secret or a shame, believe it or not. And there's a strategy that came out of the University of Texas called disclosure. And it's a simple practice uh, uh, looking at, is there something that you're holding on to that 
you don't tell anybody or that you're ashamed. It's a secret. Maybe you're abused and you don't want anybody to know that. Uh-huh. And so what they discovered, uh, James Pennebaker discovered, if you take the time to write your thoughts and feelings about that experience, or about that memory, uh, and you only do it for four days for 15 to 20 minutes, you write your shame, write your feelings uh, mm. about whatever tr- truth that you've been hiding from uh, and really, and don't have to show that to anybody. What, what he discovered was uh, their health improved, uh, immune system improved. Mm. Uh, for people who had, uh, say, rheumatoid arthritis, their pain diminished even oh. after six months from doing this for four, you know, for four days only, not more, more wasn't better. And uh, if they were asthmatic, their breathing improved. And what he described as what was happening at a cellular level, they're letting go of holding on, the tension of holding on to a lie, an internal lie, um, where the truth was waiting to come out. And the truth... You know, what do they say in the Bible? The truth will set you free. That's true. Well, we, yeah, we can set it free uh, by doing a very simple exercise. Easy, easy to do. Well, let's put it this way. The instructions are easy to do. It isn't always easy for people to stick with it for four days. But I would encourage your listeners, if there's something that's really, you're hiding from other people or not wanting to admit it to yourself, Write your thoughts and feelings for 15 or 20 minutes for four days, throw it away, and see what happens. See how your life changes. I would suggest to that, besides throwing it away, maybe you make a ceremony. It doesn't have to be any big deal, but get a bowl that you can burn things in, obviously not next to your drapes or anything, but um, (laughs) burn it. You know, burn it, purify it. You know, we say that that's uh, divine inspiration, the presence of fire. So when you burn it down to ash, if you're near a body of water, you can throw it away. But the simple thing is, quite frankly, you just take it and you throw it down the toilet, flush it away, and then you take that bowl and you wash it out with alcohol and you put it under a full moon to cleanse it. So it's kind of a letting go ceremony as well. I know for all of these things, a lot of the feedback that I'm sure you're getting and that I've gotten over the last 30 years is I just feel so much lighter. And you know what? Particularly on the health thing, you know, I really felt like walking today and I I walked for an hour. And so the the body, the cells naturally were in really good conversation with the psyche of the soul and, and the mind. And, you know, there's a lot of inspiration that comes out of that as well lifestyle you know we talk about lifestyle a lot you know there's a lot big push on Mm. eating really healthy and organic food and good water and exercise and all of that can you explain to people how their lifestyle really affects the cells and i hope i'm pronouncing this correctly it's the concept of tens i'm not i'm not pronouncing it right Tensegrity. Thank you. What is tensegrity? So tensegrity is basically an architectural term that came from Buckminster Fuller, who who explained, actually was explained at a cellular level by a a Harvard physician, that tensegrity looks at uh, the structure and integrity of of a structure like ourselves depends on the balance of the forces that are inside and outside. Uh, what does that really mean? Uh, what Ingvar showed to me was one of the most exciting things in science until I started looking at the brain. Ingvar showed that when cells were, when you try to grow cells in a laboratory, they're attached to, you know, they're attached to a plastic dish. So when they're- We're gonna hold to, that. Sandra, I'm so okay. sorry to interrupt you, but we gotta take a quick break. Hold uh, on, we'll be right back. Okay, <laughs> okay.
This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. I am Dr. Carl O'Helvey, founder, president of a new cancer foundation focusing on evidence-based physical, mental, and spiritual interventions, including natural cancer cures, prayer, meditation, affirmations, nutrition, and other related holistic cancer prevention and cure modalities. These are used in cancer education, research, and financing care. I ask for your help to continue this important work by donating at www.holisticcancerfoundation.com. Wouldn't you love to know the secret to everything? I'm Dr. Kimberly McGeorge, and on The Secret to Everything, we will merge the practical with open investigation into all realms of the mysterious. We will talk to cutting-edge alternative health practitioners, those who inspire and motivate you in business and life, and of course, we will share stories of the paranormal, conspiracy, and cryptozoology. You will transform because of the frequency I carry, the frequencies my guests carry. Life may never be the same after you listen to this program, for the secret to everything is for you, the listener, for those who desire more in every area of their lives and believe that it can still be found. Listen and discover thesecrettoeverything.com. Little children aren't the only ones afraid of the dark. Millions of soldiers return from war zones with PTSD, anger, frustration, fear, and loneliness, much of which surfaces during the darkness of the night. You have the chance to change the lives of these American heroes. Songs and Stories for Soldiers.us provides free MP3 players for these men and women. With a list of 3 million songs in 16 different styles, 100,000 audiobooks, and 30,000 old-time radio programs, every veteran can find something to soothe and comfort them at no cost. All our players contain an 8-hour audio program designed to help veterans fall asleep. With 1,500-plus vets now participating, it's our goal to deliver 10,000 audio players this year. Go to our website at songsandstoriesforsoldiers.us. Help us help a veteran make it through the night. back everyone this is johanna carroll and as usual you are listening to dialogue with divinity on the exxon broadcast network we're in our last segment with dr sandra barrett who is the author of many books and secrets of yourselves is what we're chatting about today this is really a fascinating subject so before we went to break we were talking about tensegrity so can you put it in a language <laughs> that the average person can understand because i know i'm trying to follow along with this <laughs> 
Okay, I'll try to keep it simple. So, I mean, keep it simple and short. So what, what the scientists have shown, when cells are stretched out, so at a different shape and a different amount of tension in the cell, that those cells express one kind of gene. Um, when they let go of some of that tension, some of the forces that are holding them attached, you know, and stretched, they express a different set of genes, the genes to mature. And when they let go of all the forces that have kept them tense, then they express a third gene. So what we've learned is that the amount of tension at a cellular level, and we can look at it in terms of even stress, influences the expression of our genes. You know, and I'm going to bring it to the diet and so I can make sure I get this so people can understand. When we're in a constant state of stress, our body is tense. It's in a different state of tensegrity, if you will. That okay. compromises our cells' ability to produce energy. Mm. So for in a constant, not only that the gene expression changes, so if we're constantly tired, and we don't have a biological reason for that, it's most likely that we're in a state of stress, fear, tension, whatever brings us into that tension, that we need to find ways to release it because we become really compromised when our cells can't produce the energy they need to do whatever they do to take care of us. Let me ask you so a question. Yeah. I, I, I want to ask you a question because I was taking some notes while you were speaking. No. So you're talking about the different modalities of genes and, you know, depending upon the tension. And we know that obviously emotion is feeding a lot of this. Do you think this is, I don't know if it's a scientific question or a metaphysical question. Do we have the ability to rewrite our DNA in the Aquarian age? In other words, there is there a genetic propensity? If my father died of cancer, I'm going to have that cancer cell. Do we... Can we change that conversation in the genetic code and rewrite our DNA, or is that just some airy-fairy theme that's out there right now? Great question. We can't rewrite the code, but if you noticed, I said the expression of the genes. Mm. We, what we do have the power to do is turn on and off different genes. I mean, there's lots. there's been studies by, say, Dean Ornish, who shows that if you give people but prostate cancer, lifestyle practices, change their diet, exercise, meditate, group support, they change their prostate cancer genes are no longer expressed and their protective genes are expressed. So, and this was like in three months. So we know that we can take basically lifestyle practices and change the expression of the genes. There's something called epigenetics, which says that we can, through environmental cues, change what our genes do. So even if we have a family member who had cancer or an autoimmune disease, that doesn't mean we automatically get it. It's just a possibility. And how do we change the possibility? Change what we're doing um, that brings us to a greater sense of, of health and safety in our life. I mean, one thing I would like to add here, because we're talking about divinity, I always think, you know, this is kind of a new idea for me, that when, I, when we're hearing the positive conversations or the positive voices in our brain, I think that's the voice of our cell's soul, our soul's talking to us. The positive is always the cell talk, cell-soul talk. So that's what I call the cellular soul level. So just going okay. back and revisiting yeah. this conversation a little bit, so... So I saw someone, they've got a huge cancer history in their family, and there's a lot of fear around that. So yep. they can sort of, they're not necessarily going to rewrite the genetic code, but they can either turn it on or turn it off. I guess that's the most simple way of saying it. You can make it active or inactive. Here's something that I've done, you know, um, I think, oh, my father had diabetes, and, and there was a, and his father had diabetes, and so we were having a family conversation about that once. And I said, but that doesn't belong to me. And my sister looked at me mm -hmm. and I said, just because daddy had it and, you know, our grandfather had it, 
doesn't mean that I have to own the reality that it's mine. So I'm going to say that doesn't belong to me. That doesn't belong to me. I'm not I'm not going to own that as my truth. You know, and they just kind of looked at me like I was crazy because, you know, it's like, well, you're destined to have it. I'm like, no, I'm not. You know, and I just turned 70 and I don't have diabetes and I, I don't ever intend to have it. Um, obviously, I'm helping, you know, that whole inactive concept by the way I'm living my life. So um, I know that when we are in the divine self, there is a great amount of light and harmonics and vibration and sound you know it's really the divine dance that's going on at some level and we 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 sort of gave everybody some little tools as far as movement and music and connecting with mother earth what else do you suggest i mean what what do you offer are you offering any workshops or do you have any online courses on your website well, I'm going to be, the plan is to be offering an online course to begin in May. And there's lots of information on my website. There's gratitude exercise. There's meditations. Uh, lots of opportunity for people to expand their cellular intelligence or awaken it. I have not, I, I have not yet uh, scheduled any workshops for the next couple of months. Uh, mm -hmm. Because I'm busy working on, I think the next book for Sounds True. Book, um, okay. So that's you know that's what's next, and that's bringing in a lot of the. I'm excited about this concept of neuroplasticity. How do we bring our brain into the conversation with ourselves? And uh, so that's can what's you, been taking my. T yeah, you're a busy lady. Yeah, can you remind yeah, people, yeah. can you remind everyone what your website is and where they can find you online? Sure. It's SandraBarrett.com, and there's also a Facebook page, Sandra Barrett, that they could find me. And I welcome the conversations. They get into the Facebook page. Uh, if, they ever t if they take a course from me, there's also a, a private Secrets of Yourselves group page that we get into you know, nice. I'm going through cancer now. What do I do? So wonderful. I, I like connecting. Yeah. Now you also photograph molecules and wine. I guess driving by the vineyards really inspired you. And you do this under the yeah. microscope. What have you learned about that? Well, it's interesting because there's, you know, if you look at it, there are signatures. You know, the, the, all the metaphysicians would talk about signatures of plants or signatures of, of minerals. And so I've actually just uncovered some of the molecular signatures related to astrology through the minerals and the signatures of taste. I mean, it's like, what would you think that a molecule that was sweet looked like through the microscope? You might say, what? <laughs> That's very weird stuff. It is kind of weird stuff. But, but what you see is the molecules of sound. People know, you know, that's, that's where you get into the intuition. People know if I show them three photographs of sweet, sour, and bitter, they know which is which. You know, I'd say at least, at least 50% of the folks know which. They can pick out caffeine from any other molecule. It's mm -hmm. prickly. It's what you expect it to do. And with the wine story, you know, it's like, well, do they look like what they do? Is their expression telling us the soul of the winemaker? There's an inner beauty that, that they can also find out on my website. There's an inner beauty that comes from uh, wine, from our molecules, which again brought me into the art of who we are, how it illuminates us at so many different levels where, you know, molecules aren't just of biological or biochemical entities they have more to show us so that's something i got lost into uh i'm still lost in some ways do, well you have a lot on like, your plate yeah. a lot on your plate so <laughs> I, we, we're we kind of, unfortunately we're coming to the end of our time here and i really want yeah. to thank you so much for joining us today and again uh for those of you that are listening you are not separate from your body it certainly belongs to you, but it definitely has the ability to teach you a lot about yourself and your spiritual journey. So thank you, Sandra, so much for being 
with us today. And for those of you that are listening, (laughs) my pleasure. For those of you, I just want to remind you that you're listening to the Exxon Broadcast Network. And we definitely have some fantastic hosts and some other great creative shows. And just go to xzbn.net. For myself, my website is Johanna Carroll. That's C-A-R-R-O-L-L.com. I also am the author of four books. I have a lot to offer you as far as online courses, things to inspire you. There's lots of testimonials there. I do retreats uh, to sacred sites around the world. So if that's something that you're interested in and really connecting with yourself and your soul, please check out all the information. It's an interesting time that we're living in. Listen to what your body is saying. Bless it. You know, it's your temple. That's something that we didn't talk about with Dr. Barrett, but it is your temple. And that maybe needs a good cleaning out, a change of lifestyle to feed your heart, your soul, your body, mind, and spirit. So I'm sending you a really big heart hug, and I'll see you next time on Dialogue with Divinity. Bye-bye for now.